What is up, football fans? Welcome back. It's all football all the time. It's your host, Steve Hill, along with your fellow football hosts, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight starts the off-season portion of the program, which means it starts season three of our show officially. And whatever, what three, three then having the show tonight be the uh, the birthday show for our host Matt as he turns another year older tomorrow. So this is the birthday edition of Pound the Pigskin tonight, and it is also our first episode as we begin season three of Pound the Pigskin. Sorry. Boys, we have made it to our third season on the show. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate appreciate the shout out. I guess I'm starting season three turning thirty three. Season yes, three getting indeed you shit. are and to start and season three I have, believe it or not, a thirty ounce Miller High Life banger from the seven eleven down the block from my hotel. Okay. Oh thirty ounce I mean, I feel a little honored because I feel very, uh, very village UNF. So I, I appreciate it. There you go. It sounds like something <laughs> very village. That sounds like our birthdays when we lived in college. That's right, Osprey, Osprey Village. Shout out PBR Tall Boys till we die. Basically, yes. Go ahead, Alex. What you got today? I have a lot of leftover alcohol from. The Super Bowl party I threw here. Um, Super Bowl party seltzers. slash family game night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we threw it all into one. So, um, I am drinking a. Truly... How much of the game did you get to watch? We actually got to watch the whole game, surprisingly. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, we kept it on. I did some rearranging in the house. I moved the dining room table into the the living room and just moved some stuff, and we got the whole thing. There you go. All right, Matt, what are you having for your birthday drink? I saw him. Yeah, he didn't even hear what I said. Steamrolled right over the head. What did I say? He just said he had leftover alcohol, but we don't know what leftover alcohol. Oh, what are you having? I'm drinking a truly watermelon kiwi. A what? What the hell is that? Melon? Watermelon, a watermelon kiwi, kiwi truly, bro. Well, what was with the melon? What, like, what, like, what? You don't know watermelon. Is it a seltzer? Yeah, it's a seltzer. It's, it's not that good. I'll tell you that right now. That's 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 tough. Truly, I saw, um, I saw one of the Super Bowl commercials. Bud Light seltzer was uh, coming out with a hard. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is between that and what they already do. But all right, one's made with club soda and the other one's not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know something like it's that. It's all a little too fancy and niche for me. But anyway. What do you got there, Matt? <laughs> uh, I decided to change it up a little bit in lieu of it being the birthday, uh, you know, episode. Give yourself a real beer. And, uh, I am. Hey, that a boy. Uh, okay, okay. Um, we don't like quitters on this show. I think you shouted this one out the other week, so it's kind of ironic. But uh, I'm uh, doing a uh, Terrapin Luau. Hey, 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 there you go. That passion fruit, orange, and guava, you know, it gets me every time. But, no, I, I, I like this beer a lot. I've had it before. So, I figured I'd uh, crack open uh, a real beer. Yeah. There you go. Oh, time. 
All right, boys. So okay. let's uh let's get into the Super Bowl. Is coming gone. The season is come and gone. Were you um were you surprised by anything in the Super Bowl? The Rams win twenty three twenty. Was there anything surprising to you in the game or any takeaways you had from the Super Bowl? Uh, surprising. The fact that they didn't remove Cooper Cup from the game after he caught the touchdown pass that was taken back and was clearly out of his friggin' mind. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's the Super Bowl. Let the guys play. But, like, the dude took a hit, helmet to helmet, midair, still held on to the ball, and then rolled to the ground because he looked like he was about to die. I mean, he got smacked. So when they didn't pull him out of the game and he went down that drive and finished the stretch, I was like, holy shit, this dude's the new Megatron. He um he came up clutch when it mattered most when they had to have it he was there. Yeah, there's a no comment out about it that Matthew Stafford is throwing to him. So, <laughs> what about you, yeah. Matt? What, uh, surprises or takeaways from the game? I mean, I was a little, little surprised that uh that Mixon wasn't more of a wild card. I kind of was uh, riding that trend pretty hard i thought he'd have a little bit more out of the backfield i thought they tried to use him a little bit more um it was a little surprising that jamar chase didn't have a touchdown to be honest um both ended up good plan for him both went to higgins yeah but still i mean he found some space it's not like he only had like one catch or something like that so i was just kind of surprised that he didn't get a touchdown even in a loss um as much as i was pulling for the Bengals ahead of time it is nice to see Couple key guys on the Rams, I will admit, get Super Bowls. Finally, just kind of like get over that hump. Um, I think they're going to be a one-hit wonder kind of team, though. I'm calling yeah, it because everybody's going to leave. Well, yeah, I think McVay, as great as he is, and I not no disrespect at all. I think it's going to be hard for him once he loses a couple guys, and I think it's only upside for the Bengals. Again, they had nothing to lose in the Super Bowl. They're like one of the few teams that was able to go to a Super Bowl and have really like. It's a win-win. I mean, I know there's not moral victories in really NFL, but there kind of is because this can now turn around possibly the franchise a little bit and maybe the Bengals become pretty relevant continuously. Yeah. I think it's very possible. So that was a little surprising that, uh, I don't know, I, I really thought I was going to win, so I was a little surprised to be completely honest. But good yeah. game. I, I was – pleasantly surprised in, a, in how good of a game it was. So hopefully Super Bowls can continue in this trend and we get good football. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was competitive throughout. There was not um, any moments during the game where it was a snooze. Close. A couple of takeaways it went I quick. had from the game. Um, you made a good point about the Bengals, you know, nothing to lose. The Bengals were playing – with house money for sure. And I think that the Bengals learned a hard lesson that they, they, it's not that they were unaware of the issue that they, that they had, but the last time this issue came up, Burrow and the team were able to still pull out a W. The fact that Burrow got sacked six, seven times in this game is, is alarming. You know, the Bengals have to absolutely fix that if they're going to dream of being back in this game again. They've learned that you want to win the whole thing, your quarterback can't get sacked seven times. So that 
Yeah, no, that's that's the house money. Like now, yeah. they've literally been able to get to the Super Bowl and go, okay, if we tweak just this here and there, and then continue to kind of adjust, boom, we can get right back here. Yeah, I, I think they have a lot of key pieces in place. Obviously, uh, Burrow, you know, Jamar Chase might be already a top five receiver in the NFL, and he's only been yep. in the league one year, and he's only twenty two years old, so that's scary. Um, two, maybe two of the top five receivers in the NFL are both in the game: Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Maybe don't don't for the Bengals side. You're naming some Bengals. T Higgins is definitely up there. He's not a top five. Yeah, I'm he's not. not I don't think he's not a top five. five. I just mean that as a one-two punch with Jamar Chase. Oh well, yeah, there are definitely an elite combo. There's no doubt about it. I think That's that going um, to be combo. Yeah, I think My that point. another surprising thing to me. Wasn't necessarily that Joe Mixon wasn't utilized because they gave him 15 carries. He almost averaged yeah. five yards. Yeah, but only for a yard. I think the interesting thing was on the last drive of the game when the Bengals were down three and needing to at least get into field goal range, Mixon wasn't out there at all for that drive. Samaj P. Ryan was out there, so that made zero sense to me. Um, but I, the big thing, like I said, Bengals playing with. Um, they got to address the offensive line because they have to protect Joe Burrow. So we'll see. Rams win 23-20. They've got a ton of cap issues to worry about and how they're going to try to bring back some of these players. They don't have a lot of draft picks and high draft picks. So, I mean, they got uh, work to do to, to stay, you know, competitive and in an elite level at the NFL. So we'll see. Now, the offseason truly begins, meaning, you know, free agency, you got eventually combine and draft, and we'll get into all that shit. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to start out with the free agency, kind of like a free agency primer, a little preview or whatever, however you want to describe it. Uh, we obviously don't know, you know, who's going to get, Franchise tag, transition tag, traded, retired, blah, blah, blah. But for the sake of the program tonight, we're going to go through potential free agents, um, who we like, who we think um, will end up where. So we're going to start off with the quarterbacks, boys. It's not an impressive list. Usually elite quarterbacks don't make it to free agency, obviously. So with that being said, who is your top potential free agent QB, and where do you think they end up? Potential free agent or will be a free agent? Well, that's – I mean, all of these guys could be a free agent if they don't get franchise tagged, which I don't think any of them will. So, technically, they'll all be free agents unless – the team decides to re-sign them, you know, before the league year starts. But yes, free agent quarterbacks. Who do you who do you like? Where do you think they end up? Um, the list is pretty bleak. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna have to say, I mean, the teams that have guys with expiring contracts. I mean, there's. Nothing. I'll give you. I'll give you I mean, mine. I mean, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is the best one on the list. 
Well, he's still under contract, though. He's got yeah, to get traded. But, I mean, he's not going to be. Well, I'm just saying. He's, he's under contract unless the Niners do something with him. I think my top QB available as a free agent is probably Mitchell Trubisky. Yep, you're – so, I don't know where he's going to go, but I would say Mitchell Trubisky, you know, maybe Jameis Winston. What about Cam uh, Newton? Marcus Mariota's out there as well. Maybe those maybe those three guys, but I think Trubisky is probably the best out of the free agents um, in terms of the quarterbacks. Where he goes, I don't really know, but. Um, I think he's going to end up somewhere unless unless he wants to re-sign in Buffalo to be a backup. Again. What, about Cam, what about Cam Newton? I mean, Are Cam we, could go they, anywhere, but Cam, I don't. I I'd take the other three before I take Cam. I'd take, I mean, I, I would take Trubisky over all of them, but where do you think Trubisky ends up? Wherever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> I wish it would be. I wish it would be. I mean, being completely honest here. Um, I wish it was New York, but probably. I mean, I would. I definitely hope it's New York, but I don't see that happening. New York Um, Giants or Jets? Giants. Why the hell would I hope he goes to the Jets? Um, Like Mitchell. I I like the guy. I would have wished him to go to the Jets. I would not be surprised to see him end up in New Orleans or in. Ooh, excuse me, or in Washington, with the rebrand and needing a quarterback. I could see him ending up over there. Depending on how it goes down with Russ in Seattle, he could end up out there. No way. Actually, why, that one, yeah. why, why wouldn't that happen? I mean, you got to you gotta wait, like Alex is saying, you got to see. Because then there could be a need. The rumor is he wants right out, right? So, I mean, he, yeah. he's not going to go to Carolina. They might give him the biggest contract, but he's not going to go there because there's nothing there for him. Yeah, it's it's tough. you got to wait and see where some of these dominoes fall because there may be a need that comes up. Right now. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's not an I impressive mean, QB list. It's really yeah. I mean, that's not an, so, imp- not an impressive QB draft either. No, I know that's why. Yeah, I'm it's saying kind of if you're, if you're a team that has a desperate need for quarterback, this is. But we'll see. That's going to make things interesting. If he wants to be an instant starter with a decent team, he'll go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's certainly on the table, I would imagine. That's kind of – that's where I would lean that he could end up. But New Orleans is an interesting one. Um, New Orleans needs to get their cap space figured out before anything happens. See, I don't think – Dude, they're gonna have to run. They're gonna have to go like basement value. Oof. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Dude. A lot of a lot of these teams who are you know well over the cap, they got to do some some juggling big time. So we'll yep. we'll see how it goes. It'll make it interesting. Now, running back free agents list a little bit a little bit better. Some notable guys: Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Philip Lindsay, Cordero Patterson. Sonny Michelle, Martin Mack, Ronald Jones, James Conner. So some some decent names there, guys that could be either a starting 
you know, a number one running back, a number one, two type of running back, depending on where they go. So out of those guys, you know, who do you, who do you think uh, they, they end up? I like Leonard Fournette the best. Yeah. Um, I mean, for you think for Fournette comes back, back to Tampa? Position. I mean, it would be smart of him to come back to Tampa. I don't, I don't think he will. Um, however, an interesting prospect to me is Corderell Patterson just because yeah. of the versatility he has now. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Now, Patterson will He's... be 31 by the time the season starts. Yeah. But, I mean, he but, produced big time evolved. for Atlanta. He, he, he evolved his – yeah, he was their number one target in every friggin' scenario last year. He reinvented yeah. himself in the running back position. 11 total touchdowns. So. He played all 16 games. Better than anybody on the Giants. Like, let's be serious. <laughs> I would take him over anybody we have. No, I mean, Cordero Patterson definitely kind of shifted his career. It's kind of impressive that he did it the way he did at the age he is. Um, I, maybe I'm kind of overlooking this or looking too much into it, but honestly, I think Melvin Gordon's a pretty interesting one as well. Yeah. I don't want to well, talk about Melvin Gordon. Well, and you know that the, you know we, the Broncos are going to turn him. the keys over to Javante Williams, so exactly. Gordon is probably going to walk. And yep. he was a 10-total touchdown guy. And I think he still has – I think he's still got some in the tank for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a – so He's an interesting uh, pick for sure as well. I this Marlon one, Mack's interesting. Yeah, he, that one's interesting. I mean, he only played six games. Coming off the injury is tough. Um, yep. I'll say this one, and I know it's, I know it's kind of a boomer bust, but he might be hitting in his prime. I think Rashad Penny's got a chance if he's a feature somewhere to maybe be a pretty yep. good, you know, every down type of back. I mean, we'll see. You know, he ran for a, over seven hundred yards and six touchdowns. So. I don't know who's got that right system right at the moment, but yeah, I mean, I could kind of agree with that one as well. Yeah, so we'll. I I think Rashad Penny. I mean, if he goes someplace where there's a, a true number one, and he and he spells them because they're an elite running team, or you know, an elite running type of team, like you know the Forty ers the Ravens, the Colts, teams like. Um, or if it's a team that just needs a guy because they don't have the talent in running back or the depth at running back, um, he could he could be a, a fit there. So we'll see. Running back, a little bit more of an interesting list for sure. Sonny um, Michelle too, I, I forgot. Yeah, Sonny Michelle. I mean, he he's the yeah, they got enough uh, to worry about with their um, salary cap and everything. And none of these guys are going to get franchise tagged, I don't think. Um, so they're they're probably all going to hit the market now. Wide receiver, much different, much different conversation, much different list. I mean, you got Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, Will Fuller. You got Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hilton. You know Mike Williams, Zay Jones. You know you got some some names out there. OBJ, Christian Kirk, um, Isaiah McKenzie. Like there's some, there's some legit names on this wide receivers list. And I, I think that, you know, Devontae Adams certainly has the potential of getting franchise tagged by the Packers. Obviously, he doesn't want that. I don't, I don't know if these other guys are going to get franchise tagged. Allen Robinson, maybe. Um, again, by the Bears, he'd be getting screwed if he did. 
I don't think the Chargers are going to franchise tag Mike Williams. That wouldn't make sense um, to me either. And um, see how injury it sucks, but I don't think Tampa franchise tags him out coming off a knee injury. So who do you guys like most on the receiver list and where do you think they'll go? Um, so and it's honestly, I've been a big A-Rob fan for a while. So I like, I like him. I'd like to see him have success. I just think he's going to get buried again in Chicago because he's going to get franchise tags again. <laughs> that would be something. That would be his third that dude, time. That's the, that, that's the bears though, dude. Well, I mean, Justin Fields got to be needs somebody. That's I I think he's the best because I, I and I, here I say this only because I don't think Devontae Adams going anywhere, so I don't even think it's worth the conversation. So I have to like you not, think Devontae stays in Green Bay, whether it's contract extension or franchise. I, I honestly I do. Okay, because I think sidetrack real quick. I just don't think the Packers really care. And I think the team's going to realize like, okay, you know what? There's too much drama. Either Rogers going to sign again or see it fucking later. Well, and Rogers is under contract. Pounds. He's owed 46 million. Yeah, but he can always do what he's, you know, the fake retire thing. Don't be surprised. Well, you know, he's a, he's a hippie pre-Madonna. We don't know anything. It's a very wild card, but nonetheless, that's why Devonta Adams, I don't think he's going to because, you know, he broke off his engagement to his fiance. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Rob. Go ahead, Alex. So, not a Rob for me. I get where you're coming from, though. Um, I just, it's not somebody to me that's like the most interesting prospect out there. Um, if I had to pick, Devontae Adams is definitely the most intriguing prospect because, you know, he's voiced that he wants to stay in Green Bay, but. They got to figure out a whole lot of other shit before that even happens. That's uh, very true. Somebody I think flying under the radar, and it's unfortunate because they've been a, a huge centerpiece for the team that they're on, is Christian Kirk. Yeah, I agree. I think somebody's gonna. I think somebody's gonna get him if the Cardinals don't re-sign him, and and they're gonna get a good player. Yeah, and and I think the reason for that, the reason that you know he's being kind of overshadowed in this respect is. I mean, let's be serious. They had, they had D-Hop, and while he did get injured and wasn't really that much of a factor, they had D-Hop. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, he got all the coverages. He got all the looks when he was in, and that kind of just took away from everything that Christian Kirk did before D-Hop showed up. Right. And still 77 catches, 980 yards, five yeah. touchdowns. That's kind of like – I honestly might have to put another guy in that same category, and that's Mike Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big play Mike, I mean – Telesco needs to keep him on the roster because the Chargers can't afford to lose big play Mike. He, he They cannot afford to lose him because he's got uh, like some kind of, you know, chemistry with, you know, our golden boy already. Yeah, with Herbert. Um, I mean, he, he makes big plays. I mean, 1,000-yard receiver, I nine touchdowns. Yeah, but he gets overshadowed. Yeah, so, I mean, he gets overshadowed by Keenan, but they're, you know, they complement each other very well. I'll tell you a guy – that I like that if the Chargers re-signed Mike Williams, obviously they would have Keenan Allen under contract, and they're kind of missing that, like, slot, run after the catch, speed demon, you know, um, plays with the ball kind of guy. I like Isaiah McKenzie from the Bills. I know 
I know that, you know, the Bills offense is a juggernaut, but he was one of those guys on jet sweeps and screens and in the slot who he just is dynamic when he's got the ball in his hand. Yeah. Then that would be perfect for the Chargers if they don't decide that they're just going to try to address that type of player in the draft. I like Isaiah McKenzie as like a sleeper type of player to be able to do that, at least for the Chargers. Now, there's other guys out there that I think are, you know, key cogs wherever they land. You know, you've got, you know, Michael Gallup, you know, free agent with the Cowboys. You got Alan Lazard, free agent with the Packers. Like they're Russell Gage, free agent with the Falcons. Like there's some guys out there on this wide receiver list who can land someplace or stay, and they've produced you know, up to this point or could be um, productive for their teams. I mean, the Jaguars got to figure out what they're going to do with DJ Chark. It's time to either pay him or let him go. So we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. OBJ. Into the playoffs. Now he's got that ACL. Who knows what happens with him there? That was a tough break for him. Um, so we'll see. But the free agents at the wide receiver position are going to be intriguing for sure. Yeah. You know, one other that I have to throw out only because I'm just looking uh, probably too deep into this. <laughs> Jacoby Myers played a hell of a lot of snaps for New England. He was their top dog. That, that could be another interesting one. Does he stay? Are they going to, or is New England going to pay anybody? Or are they well, gonna I just... think New England would pay to keep him. You what? I think New England eventually pays to keep him. I think they're going to have to. I think it would be smart. Yeah. You young now. quarterback. You're, Basically, the kind of mold is starting to see that is uh, you need the chemistry. I think that's yeah, starting to become have, very – You got to have chemistry. Of, you got to have guys that can make plays for your yeah. quarterback, you know, get them out of a jam, you know, make plays, shit like that. So, uh, you got to have those guys on your team, and those guys got to step up and perform. Now, tight end, another, you know, p- potential playmaker. There's some interesting names out there. You know, Zach Ertz, where is he going to end up? Eric Ebron. C.J. Uzama with the Bengals, you know, um, David Njoku, who was a first-round pick, your boy, Evan Ingram, what are the Giants going to do with Ingram, you know? So what's – who do you you like and who's going where? I'm going to say it. Matt's going to hate it, but I like Evan Ingram. You like him to come back to the Giants? I mean, if they can get him on a cheap deal, I don't see why not. I feel like this new system might be more beneficial to what he can do as a receiver than what the hell we were trying to force him to do as a blocker. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I want to disagree with you so bad. but Because, you know, we don't have anybody that can catch the damn ball. Well, he can't catch the damn ball. Yeah, 46 but... catches for 408 yards this year. The pro- so That's... here's the problem with Evan Ingram. We're listening. I'm doing one quick little soapbox on him, and then I'm done because um, he's annoying. Would you rather have Evan Ingram, Matt, or Mike Gusecki? Yeah. I would rather have Mike Gusecki. Gusecki's proven he can catch the ball when it really 73 matters. catches. Yeah, but hear me. Gusecki at least catches the ball in clutch moments. Evan Ingram does, but then he misses everything else. Right, fair he enough. Consistency. Gusecki's a little more consistent. Yeah. I'll tell you That's who Evan, I like. Evan Ingram would be a top tight end. No, even when even as bad as the Giants have been, if he just caught the ball on a consistent basis, he would be one of the best tight ends in the league. 
He just yeah. is very inconsistent in catching. So if he can improve that, I'm 100% with Alex. You know what? Keep him. Test this new offense because it definitely is more explosive. He can be. If he's not doing much hand-wise, I, you know, in terms of working on that, I don't know that you risk it because he just can't regularly catch the ball. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I mean, it's not a an elite tight end free agency pool. There's guys that are what I would call serviceable or guys that have – based off of you know where they were drafted or any of that kind of stuff but there's serviceable tight ends that are available and joko fits exactly your mold what you just said guy at 100 and it could because where he is but we don't know yep fair enough so some of the bigger names now we'll get over to the offensive line this is this is tackles guards and centers we'll just tackle the offensive line in general, you got some names out there, potentially, you know, Brandon Sheriff, the guard from Washington, uh, Cam Robinson with Jacksonville, Andrew Norris. Teron Armstead with the Saints, who I think is the best of the entire bunch, the tackle. Um, I don't see the Saints letting him go, but like Alex said, the Saints are $70 million over the cap. I don't know how the fuck you keep them. Um, unless you franchise tag him and dump everybody else. So that could be a very big offensive tackle um, hitting free agency, potentially. Um, Dwayne Brown with Seattle. Um, he's an, he's older, though, going to be 37 by the time league year starts. So I don't know if that's as attractive. Um, you know, Trent Brown with New England. He's a free agent, potentially. For the 49ers, a very good guard, could potentially be a free agent. We'll see there. Um, Dan Fiend, guard with the Jets, potential free agent. Um, Ted Karras, the center for New England, potentially. Um, your boy Billy Price on the Giants, potential free agent. Did the Giants bring him back after trading for him? We'll see. Same thing with Will Hernandez, potential free agent. The Giants give him a, um, a second contract now that his rookie contract is up. He was a high draft pick. So, I mean, there's – there's some decent, you know, offensive line. There's some bad offensive linemen, you know. Fan who's probably the worst offensive guard I've ever seen after watching him try to protect Joe Burrow. Um, but there are, there are some decent offensive linemen that if they make it to free agency, a team that needs to just plug in one hole um, on their offensive line may be able to address it. So besides Teron Armstead at tackle, who do you guys like on this offensive line list, and where do you think they might end up? Giants bring back Will Hernandez. Do I? Uh, yeah. I, I mean – I feel like I could see it. I just don't know if they're going to spend the money because we already know that, you know, uh, the whole idea is we're going to try to clear about $40 million in the cap space. So don't really see him being in part of that. But, yeah, I well, honestly think if they're going to spend money, though, on any lineman, I don't know how they will because I think this team would be absolutely just god-awfully stupid if they let him go. But that's Cam Robinson. Yep. Yeah, with the Jack. If the Giants can pull away to get him, I'd be like, all in. Let's do it. I doubt it. Plug him in at right tackle? 
if Jacksonville is smart, that is probably who they end up. Do you think they're going to sign him or do you think they're going to franchise him? Uh, well, they've already franchised him once. I know. The first pick. They have the luxury of letting Cam go and replacing him with the first pick and getting that guy on a rookie deal. So that's that's a tough call, honestly. It would be a mistake if they did that. I, I actually agree. I mean, yeah, you got to go. I get the logic behind it because you have the number one pick, but why not couple him with another number one pick? Because yep. it's no. Jacksonville. No, it's I mean, exactly. New regime. Listen, so I don't know. If you're if you're asking me, if I'm sitting here um, with the with the eyes of a Giants fan, I would. Sold their, uh, you know, off the roster that clears fifteen million bucks right there, and then you make Thank a couple God. of other cuts. <laughs> Maybe you can wiggle your way into getting Cam Robinson as your free agent, uh, you know, purchase. Move him to the right tackle, and then this Olina picks five and seven in the draft. I mean, I hundred percent agree with you. If they do that, it remains to be seen. Um, right. Of course. I still think they have to address O line at five and seven, but that's yeah, the they might. They might try to get the you know the Linderbaum kid at center. Who knows? We'll get into the draft. Yes, but you've got to get you. you can't... I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be well, tough. The offensive can... line is going to be tricky to see the player movement because there's definitely potential for franchise tags, which of course you know um, it, it it's all murky water right now until the. See who hits the free agency market. So right now it's all you know, just you know, skepticism. Um, and but we'll see. So the offensive line potential class of free agents. Uh, there's some notable guys out there now. Defense, um, defensive line. You know, some of the some of the edge guys, some of the defensive tackles. Um, there's certainly some notable guys. You know, Alex mentioned in the chat that. Dante Fowler got cut by the Falcons coming off a five-sack season. He'll be 28 by the time the season starts. He's athletic. He's underachieved in his career, but he's a serviceable rotational pass rusher for sure. Um, You know, Von Miller, are the Rams going to be able to bring him back? We'll see. Will Cleveland re-sign Jadavion Clowney, you know? The Bills with Jerry Hughes, he's going to be 34. Do they try? After he only had two sacks. Um, the guy that I'm really looking at is Larry Ogunjobi, the D-tackle for the Bengals. He was um, impactful as a D-tackle against the run. He had seven sacks, which is ridiculous. A D-tackle, I think that he's going to be a hot commodity if the Bengals – can't bring him back. Um, Akeem Hicks, the DN slash D tackle for the Bears. He's an older pl- an older veteran player, going to be 33, but he could be uh, an interesting piece somewhere um, for somebody who has you know that kind of a need. You know, there's there's some some names out there. Derek Barnett with the Eagles. You know, um, Ryan Kerrigan. Another Eagles guy, veteran guy. Obviously, he's he's been you know around the league for a while. Nothing like that. I mean, so some names 
you've heard because they've been around, you know, the Giants. Are they going to bring back Lorenzo Carter? No. Hope so. <laughs> nope. Five, five sacks, 51 tackles. He'll be 27 when the season starts. But you don't think they're bringing him back? I don't see a reason to bring him back. Yeah. Oh, why, why do you not? What do you mean, why do I not? Because it took his entire career just to get to a stat line like that. He's not somebody that's going to change the game. Yeah. I mean, that's a replaceable guy somewhere along the line, whether it's through the draft or a cheaper contract. Can't keep everybody. but Can't keep everybody when you got to cut salary. Well, the problem is, is it's going to really depend upon if they keep Blake Martinez or not. Yeah. Well, they probably aren't keeping him either. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you can't give up everybody, but you can't keep everybody. So, who, who on the defensive line potential do you guys like the best? For the for the Giants? No, the free agents. Oh, Dante Fowler is probably the easy one. Yeah, he's he. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of age on the D line coming into free agency. So it's like yeah. a lot of young guys. Well, I like that's like I said. I like Larry Ogan. Um, somebody could get a good interior defensive lineman with that guy. And Derek Barnett, I, I think the Eagles are going to re-sign Barnett, but he's only going to be 26, defensive end, you know, um, underwhelming in Philadelphia. They spent a first-round pick on him coming out. But I think he's got enough athleticism and talent where somewhere else maybe he could flourish, so we'll see. You mentioned Blake Martinez. That brings us to linebacker. Now, I can't say that teams are, you know, tremendous, but we mentioned Von Miller as an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. You got Chandler Jones, so two veteran guys who have been very good in this league. Um, but some other good ones as well. I mean, Anthony Barr, good linebacker. Hassan Reddick with Carolina, but I mean, he produced 11, 11 sacks, two forced fumbles. So, I mean, that's a guy. Does Carolina bring him back? I don't know. Middle linebackers, you got Jared Davis with the Jets, Jayon Brown with the uh, Tennessee Titans, um, both of those guys. You know, linebackers. where does Melvin Ingram go now that his little one-year uh, stint with the Chiefs is done? Um, Leighton Vander Esch. Does Dallas keep him there paired with Micah Parsons? I, I would think so, but they're going to have to pay him to do it. We'll see what happens with that. Devon, first team all pro outside linebacker with Green Bay. We already know Green Bay's cap situation. Are they going to franchise tag him? They're going to let him walk. They're going to resign him to a long-term deal. You know, that's a, that's up in the air. Harold Landry coming off 12 sacks for the Tennessee Titans. That's a big time year for him. He's going to want to get paid. You know, the Chargers, they got to decide if they're going to keep Uchenna Nwosu as their edge rusher opposite Joey Bosa. He finally seemed to start to uh, to mold into a player that could make plays on defense. So, I mean, some names out there in terms of, you know, linebackers and edge rushers that are intriguing. Who do you guys like and where do you think they end up? Uh, and just for the listeners out there who may be like, where's the spot track? 
S-P-O-T-R-A-C, SpotTrack.com will give you just a list of all of the potential uh, free agents. You can, you can filter them by position. You can filter it by team and position. You can do all sorts of shit. Gives you their stats for the their week age um, going into the season and what they made as a cap hit the previous year. So that's where it's all coming from. So are we talking about just linebacking group? Yeah, the linebackers, the the middle linebackers, the outside linebackers slash edge. Um, I, I think the two big ones for me are Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower. Yeah, I like Chandler Jones. I really do. I, uh, I don't know if Arizona is going to let him go, but Arizona's got a lot of freaking drama problems going on right now. Hey. So who knows? <laughs> Van Der Esch is looking nice. Melvin Ingram's looking nice. I tell you what, I mean, there's Van a Der Esch guys. would be a great You're fit in one somebody's guy Overlooked here. What? What? I think there's a big guy that's getting overlooked. Oh. Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I said Reddick with his 11 sacks with Carolina. Maybe I'm in or somehow didn't hear that. But, yeah, no. that's. I mean, that's my most intriguing guy. I Just mean, it's great. Yeah. But if you put him on a better defense, I don't think he's going to get 11 sacks. I mean, Here's if I'm, I'm looking at if I'm looking at a way to pair Hassan Reddick with Aziz Ojolari, I'll take those rushers. That would be good. I mean, I'm looking at it more of the along the lines of what do you get and for how old. Well, no, I I know what I'm because saying. Is of, Carolina didn't have shit else on the team, so he is yeah. the only guy that's going to get to the quarterback. You put him on a team that has guys getting the quarterback, that eleven drops to six, six and a half. Potentially. Or maybe That's all I'm saying. who knows. I mean, that would be nice, but I just I don't see that happening. Yeah. You you always see it. You see these big outside linebackers that are speed speed guys that can get between the get between the guards and, and get to the quarterback quick, have these massive seasons, and then they get traded or they become a, a free agent and their production falls off because look, there's one, two other guys on that defense that are also getting to the quarterback quick. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It would be it would be a good uh, one two pass rush combo though of Hassan Reddick and Aziz Ojolari. Just saying, I would, I would love it. Secondary, secondary. That's the names, boys, because you got the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew with the Chiefs, Stephon Gilmore with Carolina after he was traded, Devin McCourty with the Patriots, Joe Hayden with the Steelers, uh, Marcus Williams, a safety with the Saints, Marcus May, a safety with. Corner for the Broncos, Patrick Peterson with Minnesota, Quandre Diggs with Seattle at safety, who's first team All Pro, uh, Xavier Rhodes with the Colts, Darius Williams with the Rams, um, you know Kevin King with the Packers, J.C. Jackson with the Patriots, who just had a interceptions. I'd love for the for the Chargers and Telesco to go after him, but who the hell knows? I mean, there's some. There's some guys in the secondary that if you're looking for, you know, outside corner, slot corner, safety help. I mean, Jabril Peppers, is he coming back to the Giants? I would love it, but I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, that that's a that's a, you know, a, a jack of all trades Swiss Army knife type of player in the secondary right there, you know? I mean, yeah. that, he can he can make plays and so, I mean, th- those are the kind of players that are going to be out there. I, I like 
like Terrell Evans um, as safeties. Like I said, I already mentioned J.C. Jackson at corner. I, I don't know if the Patriots will let him go. The Patriots will probably try to keep him. But then again, they didn't want to keep Stephon Gilmore and pay him all that money. So who knows? Um, the Patriots secondary. If they let McCourty and Jackson both walk, um, that would be that would be very interesting because they were the top team against the pass this past season. We'll see. Marcus Williams, the free safety with the Saints. I mean, he's a he's a very good rangy player. Seventy players. Yeah, Saints got no fucking money to keep anybody. So I don't know how they I don't know how they keep any of their good players. I'm just gonna be honest with you. So we'll yeah. see. The Chiefs, the Chiefs would be absolute idiots if they didn't figure out how to keep Tyron Matthew at safety. Um, I mean, I love him to not be on the Chiefs anymore, but they'd be complete idiots if they didn't figure out how to keep him. Uh, same thing with Denver with Kyle Fuller at corner. I don't want them to have him, but they'd be idiots to to let him get away. So we'll see. I I do think that um, like from the Giants' perspective, if they could figure out a way to keep Jabril Peppers, obviously Bradbury at one corner, Adoree Jackson at the other corner. You've got McKinney, right? You've got um, Logan. So. You got a secondary. If you can keep him in place, you got five defensive backs that you feel really good about. You just got to put the pass rush in front of them so that they don't have to cover for six seconds. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll take a look at it, man. I mean, like if we're if we're looking at scheme and looking at what the Giants do based on the skill, you know, the player's skill set, we're basically asking. Wink to change his entire coaching philosophy to fit the players that we have. Yeah, I think they'll go the opposite direction. I think they'll find the players to fit the scheme they want to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah I we'll do see a lot of that. I, there's a lot of that that definitely potentially could happen. Um, I do think that some of the guys they have could actually fit Wink's scheme because I don't think they really ever truly fit Graham's. Even though we did have that successful one year under Graham, that was really really good. Woo-hoo. So I think it's well, I just think it's debatable. Like it's not technically proven that Graham's system was that spectacular all the time. Some of these guys could. Some of these guys could end up fitting Winks. I don't know. I think they're gonna have to a lot of. It's gonna take a lot of evaluation by this staff this offseason. I can tell you that right now. That's I agree. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, the 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 free agents, uh, potential free agents, could be. Could be interesting. Obviously, we'll know more once we start getting into the franchise tag period. This is just kind of laying the ground rules, looking at what the landscape could be for free agency, because we know that free agency absolutely dictates draft strategy and how teams approach the NFL draft, knowing what they've already addressed in free agency moving um, into the draft. So, this is the primer getting us into our off-season show. It's Alex's favorite time of the year, yes. the off-season. Um, so we'll get into more free agency stuff once that starts to pick up. We got a couple of cool little um, quirky segments that we're going to do um, throughout the off-season as well. We'll get into you know combine stuff when that starts rearing its head. We'll get into free agency tracker once all that starts going. Get into mock draft madness once the uh, scouting combine is over and the pro days are over and we've got a better 
picture of some of these prospects. And of course, we've got our own mock draft and our predict the pick will be back and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a good off-season slate leading into the draft. And then obviously after that, it's going to, you know, get back into our division dive series, start pre- ready for the 2022 season. So football never dies. Never. Never, ever. Never, never ever. So it's been, uh, it's been a good first episode of season three, the Matt birthday edition of Pound the Pigs. <laughs> football all the time, and we will see you next week. <laughs>